What is up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Roberti here. And if you have a goal that you're after, for a lot of people that may be ditching the job, that may be figuring out how to make your side hustle into a full-time income, one of the things that we can think about utilizing is the law of attraction to get what we want in life. We have a guest who is all about that, and she's going to share with us how we can do just that. Use the law of attraction to get what we want. Our guest who joins us today, she is an empowerment strategist and the host of several podcasts, including People's Choice Awards nominee, Spirit, Purpose, and Energy. She is also the director of Invisible Fitness and a best-selling author who's written books like Fit to Love and The Invisible Fitness Formula. Our guest has been named Best Personal Trainer in Los Angeles for 2007 by Elite Traveler Magazine. She's been featured in a ton of national magazines and big name networks over the years. Our guest who joins us is none other than JJ Lazes. JJ, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. JJ, I'm so happy to have you on Ditch the Job. And I mean, you've been really prominent with podcasting. It seems like you have the law of attraction dialed down. So I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the things that you did to get to where you are and how the law of attraction has applied. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's see. I've been an entrepreneur for almost 20 years. And when I heard the words, you are the creator of your own reality, coming from the law of attraction body of work, so to speak, that kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I had already sort of be, I'd already sort of went down a path of becoming awake, if you will, and conscious of my thoughts, my feelings, victim mentality, our power, the power that we have within us to to influence all kinds of things. But what I didn't know was that I was truly the creator of my own reality. And when I heard that, I thought, you know, well, that's great news because if I'm the creator of my own reality, I get to change my reality when I don't like it. And from there, I mean, I just dove right into the the works of Abraham Hicks and all the law of attraction I could get my hands on. That was probably 2002. So I'm going to say I've studied, I've listened, I've applied, I've practiced, I've researched, I continue to use scientific studies to date. There's a book from Dawson Church called Mind to Matter. Mind to Matter, it literally is the scientific, it's a compiled book of scientific studies that proves scientifically, the law of attraction. And when I interviewed Dawson on my show and I hadn't read his book yet and he was telling me about it, I said to him, this sounds like basically the law of attraction in science. And he said, yeah, that's, that's what it is. So let's, let's just take the law of attraction and, and break it down into something. First of all, it's not a belief system. It's not a religion. It's not a cult. Uh, there are people that follow these different people, including myself, and they want to understand, learn, and apply it to their best ability. But it really is physics, and it's working all day, every day, whether you believe it or not. It's not about putting up pictures on a wall or a board and expecting them to magically fall into your lap. It's also not about meditating every day, all day in your pajamas and expecting somehow to make a million dollars, okay? It's very misunderstood and oversimplified all of the time. Everyone can understand that when you're searching for a radio station, let's just use my favorite radio stations here in LA. 96.3 is a Latino reggaeton kind of my, one of my favorite stations. 
I can't hear what's on 96.3 if I'm dialing into 104.3. We all understand that. You can't watch what's on CBS on NBC. You get that the frequency and the radio waves in your television and in, in the radios and the devices that we have are frequency based. They omit a frequency that gets picked up and translated into your device, which is why you can change the channel and not change your device. The law of attraction is basically frequency. And for us as humans, we have an energy field, an aura, if you will, but we have literally an energy field that can be tested and proven. And it extends about, I'd say, a foot or so out from the, the end of your fingertips when you extend your arm out like a big bubble in every direction. And your aura, your frequency, is and, and how you emit frequencies, you're basically a big cell tower, is by your emotional state. Those are our frequencies. I mean, minus having obviously a pulse and a heartbeat and having that be, but that's going to happen no matter what emotional level or frequency that you're at, what determines what kind of input and output you get as a cell tower, human walking around cell tower, is how you feel. So our emotions really indicate that level of frequency. And like attracts like. And when we get to our comfort zone or outside of our comfort zone, many times our subconscious is attracting by default. And we don't understand because we haven't really dove into the understanding of our conscious versus our subconscious mind and some of the wounds that we have and some of the belief systems that rule our life. But if you think of a iceberg uh, on the top, you see however large that mound of ice is, but most of us have seen pictures of icebergs. They're double to triple to quadruple the size below the surface. Well, that's the same thing for our minds and our belief systems. Our conscious mind only makes up 12%. So what you're aware of, what you're thinking about right now, the things you know you're thinking about, that's your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind is the basement. And that was established a long time ago from ages one to eight. And and it continues to be influenced, but your belief systems and your, your relationship to people in the world and who you are in the world and what you should or shouldn't do and what scares you and, and what your place is, that was kind of developed a long time ago and, again, continues to be influenced. But they're beliefs you don't even know you have because you've never explored them. Of course, unless you have explored them in some kind of hypnotherapy or any kind of work on your conscious and subconscious mind or in certain traditional therapies. So when we want to look at the law of attraction, it's not about using or not using the law of attraction because like I said, it's working every day, all day, whether you believe it or not. It's about being a conscious creator. Because you're, again, manifesting every day. And most of us are manifesting by default. We are calling in the things that match our frequency, but that match our subconscious frequency that we don't even know is there. It's like people that, let's say, have a robbery. They get robbed. They would say, based on basic law of attraction, well, I didn't ask to be robbed. I didn't want to be robbed. But when you have victim energy, Mm -hmm. then you're in alignment with bad things happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I like this whole perspective because your thoughts kind of dictate your reality. That is pretty much what JJ has been saying. And if you do have that victim mentality, then you're going to find evidence to support that. And events and things are going to happen to you that support 
that victim mentality. So it is about, as JJ is mentioning, changing that wavelength, changing the narrative. One thing I do want to also jump on is JJ said, uh, law of attraction, it's not like you're meditating in your pajamas. It's not like you're putting up things on the wall. I mean, those could be good reinforcement, but it's not like you put things up and then it just magically happens. So how do we flip the script, like, you know, from victim to victor mindset, but not feel like just by thinking good thoughts that this result is suddenly going to come? Well, awareness is the first step and being conscious of what it is you are attracting. And, you know, I want to, I just want to make a, a differentiation between mindset. It's, it's a word that, on, and sometimes it's super appropriate and really a great word. And then on others, it's not. Because most of us walk around disconnected from our heart and our gut and our intuition all the time. We want to figure things out in our head. We think it's in our mind. It's between our two ears. It's in our brain. But your brain is patterned like the rest of your spinal cord. I mean, if you think about your spine, you have one major spinal cord and it has peripheral nervous system that comes off of that, like branches. And each of those, one of those nerves, a bunch of them would maybe inner, innervate a muscle, let's say. But the, you're like literally a tree with many branches. Well, your brain has pathways that also connects to your body and your experience. And the only way to have an emotion, literally, is to have a thought or, an, or observe something. And what happens next is your interpretation of that thought, which creates a feeling. So in order for us to change our feelings, if we're looking at certain circumstances, we may want to do a little analysis of what it actually means to us. But quite simply, if people just focus on feeling better, as oversimplified as that is, that's really the way, the way to change your frequency is to feel better. So what could feel better for you? Meditating can feel better. It can stop your overthinking and stop anxiety. Uh, being in touch with your emotions, being able to process your emotions when you have negative emotions, doing things that are fun, doing things that bring you joy, connecting with other people or with children or with animals, uh, making sure that you spend your time working on things that you love and creating an image in your mind of something that pleases you and tell stories. See, when most of us, when we think about our future, we, we tell stories and we make up stories because that's all we can do because it hasn't happened yet. And most of us make up stories about things happening badly. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we tell these stories to ourselves over and over again and it keeps us stuck, keeps us in fear and it keeps us from breaking through to that next level. Well, if you can be aware that the stories you're telling yourself are not true, you could literally just change the stories you're telling yourself to what you want to have happen instead of what you don't want to have happen. It really can be that simple when applied that if you think about anything you want and you tell yourself some kind of story because you're trying to protect yourself from not feeling disappointed and that's the only story you tell yourself and that's the only frequency that you click into, the likelihood is that you're going to manifest it and you're going to get exactly what you've focused on. But if you have to do that because you're that kind of person that says, well, I have to do that, then after you do that, it's called pivoting. And pivot literally 180 degrees and ask yourself, well, how would I like it to happen? What do I want to have? And then be as detailed, as specific, and as repetitive 
in the pivoting in the opposite direction to actually what it is you want. And if you just do that for a little while, you'll start to see things manifest a lot easier for you. You'll get what you want and you'll get things you didn't even know you want, things you think about that you didn't even focus on because you don't have any resistance to it. So again, those are some very simple ways. Affirmations without having a emotional connection to them are kind of useless. Mm -hmm. So again, it's really about the feeling. It's not about the thought. However, the thought starts the cycle of creating the feeling. So if you can change your thoughts into a direction that actually gives you a physical bodily sensation of a better feeling, then do that. I love that. I mean, I love all these different insights. One of the big things for me is that you need to have the emotional connection to what it is that you're doing. So many people, they just want some goal but they're not emotionally connected to it. Maybe they just think that it's too easy or like it should come to them easy. They don't want to do the work or it's something that they're just not passionate about. So you do need to have that emotional connection. So definitely a lot of insights JJ mentioned there. One thing I do want to mention though is we've been striking on this theme that law of attraction works. It's powerful, manifest, but you do have to do work for the universe to work and uh, give you the things that you manifest. So how can we have our work ethic and productivity match up to what it is that we're trying to attract? Great question. So yes, there will be action required, but it's a difference between inspired action, action that comes out of being in alignment and having an impulse or an intuitive hit or clarity versus action for action's sake. Most people take action out of anxiety or fear that if they don't do something, something bad will happen or they'll lose their money or they won't get the clients. So that is not inspired action. When you get into a space where you have clarity about your direction, clarity about what you're supposed to be doing, about the message, so much so that it literally calls you to take action, that's when you take action. Now, minus, of course, doing the laundry, doing the dishes, things that you have to do. And even if you're working in your job, things that you have to do. But when we're talking about a project or even in starting a business, marketing campaigns, like how you're working in your business, if it's not in an inspired action, completely in alignment with who you are, at some point, it will be, you'll sabotage it because it isn't, it wasn't fueled by the leverage Love attraction provides. I often use the analogy of a surfer, right? So surfers go out into the ocean and they swim and they have to swim to a certain place and that takes action. And then it's about a feeling and they see the wave coming and then they swim a little bit. And then there's that being in alignment with the wave. And then they get up on that board. And if they hit it, if they got into alignment with the wave now, not that it's easy and they're coasting and they don't have to work, they have to stabilize themselves on the board, but the, the wave now takes them. And law of attraction and getting into alignment has the ability to, that's like why, why things go viral or something is effortless because it's in alignment and, you, and it, you attract it easily versus, in fact, in law of attraction, we call it efforting. If you're doing too much efforting, then you will exhaust yourself and whatever it is you're trying to do, you'll burn out because it's not in alignment. It's not the right time. Or it's not the right vehicle for you because it's hard. If everywhere you turn, it's a hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. It's not working. Then it's a clear indication to put it down. We want to find your alignment with what is working, where you should be, and taking the cue from the universe 
that this is the right time for this thing. And boy, this comes easy to me. And boy, this feels good. And the action I'm taking feels like I could do it all day long, every day. And I could do it for free. And I love doing it. And it, it evokes positive feelings from me. Now, of course, when we get to sort of the edge of our comfort zone in certain like areas, if you're a very right brain person and you're trying to do a lot of online things and you need to learn technology and you're overwhelmed by all of that, then it's about hiring out somebody to help you with that. But maybe the mission that you're in alignment with will bring you people who want to help you, who want to serve and, and help you make up the difference for the things that you're not good at. So we have to definitely have to work on being aware of our own limitations and when we have resistance and allowing ourselves to surrender to a certain degree and receive information, receive intuition. Again, that subconscious mind of yours knows more than your conscious mind will ever know. And when you allow yourself to hear your own intuition, your inner voice, possibly uh, you know, there's a lot of other ways to interpret intuition, but when you hear that, that gut feeling and you follow that, Again, take all the action in the world. You may climb mountains and be exhausted, but you, had, you followed inspired action because it was in alignment with you. If you do it from the other direction. So I wrote my first book is called Fit to Love. I was never one of those trainers who wanted people to hate themselves and judge themselves on how they looked so much so that they hated taking care of their body. And Fit to Love is literally about you can do self-care from a place of loving yourself and respecting yourself or from a place of self-hatred. And I was tired of feeling all the people in the gym or trainers or people who wanted to lose weight, they hated themselves. It feels terrible, which is why then ultimately they suffer in the long run because they never get into the habit of taking care or respecting their bodies. So when it comes to action for your business or action for your life, if it's inspired, then it will, it will guide you. And if it's coming from anxiety and fear, you'll you'll be a train wreck. I mean, so many great insights again from JJ. I mean, just this key idea that you want to be doing something out of love rather than out of hatred and viewing yourself in that better light. One thing JJ was mentioning was that, you know, if you do, if you overexert, uh, that can hurt you and burn you out. And athletes, a- athletics is just like the big example that everyone usually comes up with for a comparison. I'm more of a distance runner, but one of the things I recently learned is that for sprinters, there is a point where you don't want to overexert. This takes place at like 100 meters. Like if you overexert at the end, you're actually slowing yourself down. So that's something I recently learned, but it just goes to show that if you overapply rather than think like, you know, it's one thing to like not work at all. Like you do have to grind, but it's one of those thinking about the mechanics, thinking about what it is you're doing, your systems, your processes that uh, allow you to work in the best way possible. Now, one thing you mentioned is that you, you, you said the word clients. And I, I want to bring this up because there are people who their version of ditching the job may be getting enough clients for their services, for their coaching, for whatever it may be. And one of the things that I see with people who pursue this route is it's more of a focus on themselves than on the client and getting results. Like it's how can I hit my income goal rather than how can I help my clients? So I'm wondering if you could share with us how we can shift the focus, like not focus entirely on ourselves and focus more on that impact we can create. Because I think part of it is if you impact others, the impact comes back to you in different ways. I would agree with that. I would also offer 
there's a difference between hitting a number and trying to get X amount of clients to feed yourself and having a, having a mission, a passion, a point of view, a tool, if you will, that's so powerful that you want to help people. The reason I started podcasting was because I had all of these tools that my current clients, because they only wanted to do weight loss things like health and like all the exercise and dietary things, but they didn't want to do any of the self-growth. And the more I was learning, the more I couldn't take them, I couldn't pull them apart. They're so interlinked. So I needed an outlet and I literally started podcasting for me. I started podcasting for my own need to get out this information. But part of the reason why I had such a passion about the information is because it was changing my life and I knew it was going to change someone else's. And when I started it, I didn't actually care to get any clients. To be quite honest, I gave myself two years to make no money. I did it. I did two camera HD shoots for my videos. I did two seasons and 350 episodes. I really went into this for several different reasons and none of them were to necessarily get more clients. What happened was when I rebranded the shows the different days of the week and, and I launched Spirit, Purpose, and Energy, all of a sudden people started flocking to me to tell me how much my information was changing their life. And then they'd come to me because they wanted me to help them with the next level. Okay, now what? I'm manifesting this and I get this. Now I have this issue. What do I need to do about that? So I started to create products and programs for my audience because of their needs and what I could do to help them. So while I was still, again, having clients, I was really about the information. My passion was the message. It was the law of attraction understanding. It was the psychological understanding of the health conversation. It was the psychological understanding of the relationship conversation of how we, if we take responsibility, going back to you're the creator of your own reality. If you're in a, if, if you're in a relationship, stop blaming the other person. You have a, enough to work on with just yourself. And that's the message I wanted to share with the world. So if your mission and passion is strong enough, then the getting the clients gets easy. But if you're out there just to get a client and you don't actually care as much about the information, then you're lacking a purpose. And so I was pretty clear about my purpose. And I, and I did chase money first for a while in trying to like make products and stuff. And of course it never worked. And because I wasn't in it to, I was in it to help people, but I was in it to try to find a way to make a lot of money like in an infomercial setting. And, and it really was more about the money than it was about the actual product. The products were good. They weren't bad. But again, my focus was wrong. And then when I let that all go and it just, it just shared what was working for me with others, all of a sudden I was attracting a lot more people and I still am today, a lot more opportunities and people and I'm creating all kinds of wonderful things for people and I make more money now than I ever have. Uh, but it's because I'm not focused on the money I'm focused on the service and helping people on a bigger level, but I have to create products and programs at a bigger level to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a really great point JJ brings up because I feel like there's a tendency for people to over-focus on the money. Like it, we have different goals that revolve around money, but when you focus more on serving people and you focus more on providing them with value, that's when people approach you and say, can you take me as a client? And then as JJ's doing right now, she's making more money than ever before. And that is something that can happen to you too when you're grinding, you're doing the prospecting, all that stuff, but you do have that 
uh, bigger purpose. You have that. I want to serve. I want to impact in a positive way. And then the law of attraction really takes its course. One of the ways that you can get the law of attraction to take its course is to continue following JJ's work. She has a ton of podcasts. She has a bunch of books. All those will be in the show notes, uh, including you can get a free copy of the Invisible Fitness Formula. That link's going to be there as well. But JJ, I'm wondering if I hit all the key areas of like where we could go to follow your work or if you want to share with us a few other places. Well, since we're talking about law of attraction, I don't know when this show is going to air, but my next free 30-day manifestation challenge is in April. So you would need to sign up by the end of March, maybe like five or six days before April 1st to join us. It is a free challenge. That is jjflazanes.com forward slash 30 day. So three zero D-A-Y. And I offer some tools. There are, there's a chakra clearing and there's an eight minute visualization and you get some affirmations and there's another kind of clearing to clear anxiety and overwhelm. And then lots of videos. And there's a community of people who then come together for 30 days to hold each other accountable to just doing a practice. So like I said before, you asked, how can we do this? One of the ways is just to start your day off with a meditation or with a visualization or with some affirmations or with dancing to some of your favorite music on a playlist. It's like happy, upbeat music or to read a chapter in a book that's inspiring to you. It's doing a practice, whatever that is for you. And I've, I give lots of different examples in the challenge, but if people are wanting to just test this whole theory out. And the point of all the practices is what gets you feeling better? What gets you into alignment? What gets you feeling grounded, feeling secure, feeling happy and getting into a place? And it's not always about being happy. So again, I don't want anyone to think that I'm not discounting negative emotions here. But again, we, most of us lean on the side of negativity. We get up, we think about what we're not, what we didn't do well yesterday or what I didn't get done and what do I have to do today? We focus on all the worry things. And this is literally the opposite of that. So if you just try it for 30 days, most likely you will see and feel much better and notice things coming to you that you didn't think were either possible or that things are just easier or that you have more clarity. And all of those things are very important if you're wanting to have a business that sustains you and feels good. Well, JJ, we will definitely have a link to that in all the resources in the show notes. Once again, it was such a pleasure to have you on Ditch the Job and I appreciate you for taking the time to be on the show. I appreciate you asking me, Mark. It is a definitely a passion of mine to let people know they don't have to suffer. Law of attraction and understanding it could really make a big difference and I want to help spread some more love and positivity. So thank you so much for having me on the show.